As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Hankook Dynapro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. I'm AJ Hoffman with RJ Bell for the sports betting headlines for Friday. Golden State Warriors dominate the Celtics. Game six in Boston. They win and cover as four-point underdogs. They win their fourth title in the last eight years. We'll break it down. Point guard Steph Curry scores 34 points in the closeout game, winning his first finals MVP. Where does this put him in the all-time great conversation? And Phil Mickelson misses the cut at the U.S. Open. Colin Morikawa leading as we approach the end of day two. Here comes a full hour of the Vegas truth covering all that and more you're listening to fox sports radio Radio. this is straight out of vegas with the voice of vegas your host rj bell the pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman with R.J. Bell. Live in Las Vegas, live on a Friday on 226 FSR stations across this great, great nation. It is a closeout Friday. The NBA season has come to an end. Mr. Vegas himself, the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell, joining me on Friday. R.J., how are you today? Pretty good, pretty good. It sounds like you might be like already having a few drinks before the, the weekend. Uh, I did not get started early on that. No, no, no. But I did. I did have a tongue twister. Yes, yes. Those tongue twisters. Respect what you do. Respect what you do. I say. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. To me, this is an important day because 
let's be candid. There's days that are less important than others. And, hey, the NBA is over. Hey, football is uh, – they're on vacation. Hey, And there may be days that we get a chance to – Talk about some stuff. We always say that's a good June conversation, right? Something that isn't topical. I think today's show is one of the most important of the year when it comes to what are we going to take away from it, which is about one thing to me. What teams, what type of team can win the NBA title? There's 82 games in the regular season, 30 teams. A lot of games get played. A lot of games, even before the playoffs start. That's all just to eliminate, I guess you could say, play-in. There's 10 teams in each conference that are still viable after the regular season. So that means there's 20 teams still fighting for those last couple playoff spots and 10 teams eliminated. It only got 10 teams eliminated in all those games. Then there's the playoffs, right, which eliminates some play-ins quick, and then it's a seven-game series. First round's not five anymore. No, it's seven. And now we're here. And you know what? A vast majority of teams could never get here. If everything falls right, right? the Cleveland Cavs had a, a really impressive uptick this season. They were significantly better than uh, they were the year before. We can name other teams, the Pelicans, the Bulls, teams that you know weren't really competitive last year but were competitive this year. How far away are any of those teams to a title? And usually that answer is depressing or, or it's very, let's say, selective because there's not many teams entering a given year that have the ability, even if everything falls right, to win it. And the best day to kind of assess, well, what is those quali- what are those qualities to win it is now. We get the best perspective on what it takes to win. And my big tease for this show being so important will be the following. That what Boston didn't have tells a massive part of the story, an important part of the story. And it makes you wonder, can this team, the Boston team, as presently constituted – Meaning, with the majority of the key contributions coming from existing players on the team, even if they do get a little bit better or a little bit worse as they age, can that that Boston team win a title? I thought they could. I'm really questioning that now. And I think the final thing that's so amazing about today's conversation is how unlike most champions Golden State has been and how shocking it is that Golden State has won this title because I would say most of the time – if not all the time up to this point, Golden State doesn't have the qualities on a team to win a title. Now, what do we learn from the fact that they have won? It's a pretty good show, AJ. I think so. And I think uh, with whatever you think of Golden State's roster, and I know you don't think too highly of it beyond well, Steph well, this season. Well, the make the case that they that – they, that I – well, let's start there. Let's start there. Okay. All right? My point will be this, is Steph Curry – Entering the playoffs. And listen, here, here's the little hint. Right? Go to the back of the book, the teacher's edition. <laughs> right? Golden State won. Right? So anything saying that Golden State can't win doesn't work anymore. Okay, Now we got to figure out why, how did they win. Is there something about this Golden State team that we didn't see? And we were thinking, oh, they were one thing, but they're actually something else. And I actually think that's what this is. 
I think Steph Curry in short bursts at his current age can play as well as you need the number one player on a team to play to win a title. One of the most basic premises of what does it take to win a championship is you need a guy that can put you on his back if need be. Now, what is putting on his back? Well, just think of Tatum last night, but then the opposite. <laughs> okay? Because that is literally the opposite. A guy that maybe puts up some okay numbers, but he's sitting off by himself. He's staring off into the distance. It's like the thousand-yard stare of Vietnam vets. I mean, he did not look like a guy that was putting anyone on his back. And what we saw with Curry in Game 4 specifically was, and I think that is the place to start, is how different is Curry than maybe we thought? And and is it just a matter of Curry can do it for a month here or a month there? And you know what? Maybe that's enough if you have a deep team. Yeah, and we've, we broke down earlier before in, earlier in these playoffs what kind of player it takes, and you want to have one of the top five, ten guys in the league, an elite-level well, player. Let's be specific. It's not a top ten guy. It's a top five guy. It's a top five guy. You're right. I mean, because uh, and, we and, can get into like Jimmy Butler. Can Jimmy Butler win it? Well, we can all celebrate how how tough he seems to be, but he's never come close. So I don't know, right? And I mean, in this yeah. this season, Jason Tatum was voted as one of the top five players in the NBA. Steph Curry last season was, but was not on that list this year. But that's where it, I think it comes down to a guy who's been there, who's done it, who's experienced this well, before, if, who's if not overwhelmed the case, by the moment. If that's the case, though, how because here's going to be, I think, the real stunner in this conversation. That Golden State, when they won their first title, the year after Mark Jackson, Steve Kerr's first year, that title was very unusual in that the team didn't go knocking on the door, then pounding on the door, and then bursting through the door or busting through the door. Bum Phillips, Bum Phillips from the Houston Oilers was a nemesis of the Steelers, I guess kind of vice versa, right? Termi- you know, if you're a little ant, you're not the nemesis of the owner of the house. <laughs> it's vice versa. The Steelers owned the house, and Bum Phillips, had, he had Earl Campbell famously and Dan Pastorini, and for three straight uh, or for multiple straight conference championships, they played, Pittsburgh won, and Bum Phillips said, first year we knocked on the door, second year we pounded on the door, Third year, we're going to knock that door in. Well, they never did. But the fact of the matter is, that's how it works in the NBA, typically. Think about Jordan, right? All right, good enough to put up 63 against Boston, but then eliminated by Boston, you know, 3-0 in that case. Okay, hmm. Uh, Okay, Pistons, play a competitive series with them, but they get knocked. Finally, vanquished the Pistons. It took multiple years to get past the Pistons. Then it took the Pistons multiple years to get past the Celtics. Right? The oh, I'm sorry, check that. The Lakers in the finals. It, it, it's just, it's usually you get introduced, you do something amazing, you get beat, you go home, you put on the Rocky Three music, you're training, you're re- <laughs> it's really like a movie. The NBA has been like a movie where you, they get introduced, but what happened with Golden State? They lost the first playoff series uh, the year before with Mark Jackson, they changed coaches, entered the year 25 to one, a long shot, and they win a title. <clears throat> and quite frankly, no one could believe it. So I would make the case that Golden State is very unusual in their first title came out of nowhere. And I would make the case their last title, which is the most recent one last night, 
is very unusual too because you don't usually get that last wave goodbye in the NBA. Think about the uh, Lakers against the Pistons, right? It was like, okay, we got Carl Malone, we got Gary Payton. We're going to have one last kind of valid victory championship before we have to split this team up. Right? They make the finals and what they get run off the floor by the Pistons. You think about the, the Heat. Their last year with LeBron and the big three, all right? They just beat the Spurs the year before. They get in the finals again. There's rumors LeBron might be leaving. They get run off the floor. I mean, LeBron was in his prime, and they got run off the floor by the Spurs. So I want to make the question to start is we know there's very few times young kids crash the party and win the title. But Golden State started this dynasty run with that accomplishment. And now we got something equally unusual, which is a, a team that's veteran, that has an older player as the best player, whose core is very old relative to the league. But somehow they win this last title as a wave goodbye, perhaps. How? I mean, look at the list of champions. When has that happened? It doesn't happen. And, and you can maybe count the Spurs last title, but you, they had a, a young Kawhi who was coming up when Tim Duncan was riding off into the sunset. That's not necessarily the case with this team. I watched that. I would say the last time I watched a team closely enough to know, like, I can tell you how the ninth player plays in a certain spot was that Spurs team. And you could make the case that Tim Duncan was the fourth best player on that team. That, that 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 was Duncan was still a viable player. He certainly contributed, but and no one's to say what the locker room effect was. Meaning he was the sheriff of the locker room by all accounts. But it wasn't just Kawhi. It was Parker. It was Ginobili. It was that was you know, it was Dial. That was the that was the a team in a way that you rarely see NBA teams be a team. So I would say it's a great team to identify, that Spurs team that ran Miami off the floor, but they were very unusual. And I would say they're the exception that proves the rule. Other than that, you know, but that was a a very young team. Well, you know, what's funny is Parker was young, still physically or or age-wise, but he was broken down. But let's accept that's a great one, AJ, to say, hey, that seems different. But let's set set them aside and say, who else? Who else has had, and let's go to McKenzie on this, who else has had kind of a valid victory type, hey, high school's over. I'm going to be homecoming king one last time. I'm going to wave at you guys, and I'm heading off into the sunset. It doesn't happen very much. As much as the last dance feels like that's what that was with Jordan, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was, I mean, it might have been a little bit for Jordan, though he still won the MVP of the entire league. Usually if you win the MVP of the entire league, you're not on your last legs. Right. right. So, Mackenzie, can you think of an older team that gets this kind of last championship? No, I can't think of one. I was going to say the, the re- repeat, three-peat Bulls, but like you said, very different situation with the greatest player of all time. Well, but not only the greatest player of all time, but one by all accounts. I mean, all you listen, for anyone that wants to question Jordan isn't like in a different universe and LeBron's not even in that universe. If you haven't seen it, because I'm assuming you haven't or you wouldn't be even saying it, is go watch <laughs> the last two minutes of, the, of Jordan's last game with the Bulls, which happened to be in the title round against the uh, Jazz. And it was a situation where literally at the end of the game, the Bulls had a stop, score, stop, score, 
champion. And in each of the cases, literally, Jordan was at the helm of it, stripping the ball. I mean, it's like he was it was like a play. It was like you're you're beating your older brother in a race to 11 and you got 10 and now you can't get a shot up. And literally, that's what Jordan was able to do at the end of that game. Pippen was nothing that series or that whole year, to be candid. Jordan carried that team. So to, to say, now, was that a bit much for him after a three-peat? And maybe the next year he would have had trouble? Who knows? But that is not an example of a, a fading player, you know, uh, getting one last title. And I would make the case with Curry that that's what we're seeing. We're seeing an all-time great who, in my opinion, has stepped up into another level. This championship puts him in another level. And and, and I'm not a big Curry lover. So I, I'm going to look square in the eye of that fact and give him a ton of credit. But this is a player that couldn't stay healthy for extended period. I mean, he missed, the, what, the last four weeks before the uh, playoffs started? Yep. And he missed, what, about six weeks in between like December Early and January? Season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. About four weeks, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, this is a guy that, that, that you could make the case in spurts can be a, the best player on a team. He did more than that. He was the best player on this team the entire playoffs, didn't miss one game, and to me it all comes down to game four. All comes down. They're down 2-1 playing in Boston. <clears throat> if they lose that game, how optimistic can you be, AJ? You can't be at all. Yeah, like I, even I said, if they lose that game, the series was over. And if and I'm as big of a, a Warriors fan as as you'll call out uh, regularly, you've called out in these playoffs as anyone. But I agree. That's that's where guys who are in that all time great conversation. That's where they make their hay. Because if Steph Curry loses that game and they lose that series, it's another chink in the armor that people will poke at and say, yeah, but he couldn't do this when when things were against him. So I here, let's do this. Because I think we've done a great job of setting the scene of what is at stake here, which is I believe that Golden State is going to be a team we look back on and say they won a first title before they were really ready, which meant that's a heck of an accomplishment, right? And number two, they won a last title that they're not supposed to typically win, and that's historic. And I think that now that we got that framed, we can dig into the specifics of this year and to be candid – I think that the conversation then has to go to Boston and the opposite is does Tatum lack what you would need to be a champion? I don't want to be hot takey, but I think that's a real conversation. And I think maybe take our first commercial and then uh, we jump right back in. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. And if you're traveling to see your favorite team this spring, you have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college sports. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to its hometown 
and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, and mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest, so odds are there's one where you're going, especially for games in the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate Hotels' locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW, C-R-S-H-O-W. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. Hey, it's Covino and Rich, and much like you, we work hard to try to provide a nice life for ourselves, for our family, for our kids, and we've worked hard to build a nice home. And you want to protect those things. God forbid something happened to you. The things futures are built around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. With Trust & Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash crshow for 10% off plus free document shipping. Assure that your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings. The state deciding what happens to your assets, you don't need that. Secure your assets, protect your loved ones with Trust & Will. And again, you're going to get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash crshow. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash crshow. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words and the hammers. AJ Hoffman and RJ Bell, we are straight out of Vegas. Oh, and this is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. That's because of you spreading the word. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just for, search for straight out of Vegas here on the strip. 103 degrees. The neon is blinking. You know, AJ, it surprised me a little bit. Once again, when you said it's because of you, I thought you were talking about me again. And I don't know. It's it's funny. We all have instincts, right? Like, like imagine you know you've known heavy set guys growing up, right? Like the like sure. to eat. Imagine with a guy like that, you hand him a piece of pizza when they're like asleep. They're gonna kind of stir up. They're gonna open their eyes and see the pizza. <laughs> And then, then there's certain people that's going to set it aside and certain people are going to shove it in their mouth. Right? I'm not sure where you're going with that, but I, I, okay, no, I listen, see. Listen, don't try to guess where I'm going. Just just okay. answer honestly. You know there's some guy. I'm the type that hear you say, hey, it's because of you. And I'm thinking, he's talking about me. And, you know, <laughs> there you go. That's a double entendre, I think. It works both ways. Uh, all right. Now, listen, let's do this because during the break we had a really, I think, good conversation we want to just let's share it is everyone's been looking at the the champions and the list of them and it's like man you're right and and my point being to repeat from the first segment that this golden state team is going to have two very rare elements to it which is they won their first title 
before a team typically wins their title. They were the young kids crashing the party, and they somehow won the title. That w- would have been the first one, obviously. And then they had this middle time when they became the enemy in some ways, became the team that had too much, the rich kid whose parents uh, are, you know, got the country club membership, and Molly Ringwald wants to date one of them because she thinks she sees something nice in him, but no, his name's James Spader, and he's not nice. It kind of had that feel to it. And you know what? I didn't really appreciate those teams too much, and I still don't. I'm of the belief that if you have a championship team that you build around you, that's awesome. You want to do it in a modern way, which is free agency. That's awesome. But when you're the main competition of someone, as Oklahoma City was against Golden State at the time, and then you say, I'm going to go over and and, and be with Russia. Forget the United States. I'm going to be with Russia. I don't care if it's vice versa either. I don't care if you're the number one person over in Russia and you come over to the U.S. to be one of ours. Again, we're not talking about geopolitical stuff from the 80s here for real. But (laughs) in truth, I would like having that, you know, Boris or whatever come over, you know, because I want more champions on our side if we're fighting a war. But I'm not going to think he's our guy. I'm going to think, oh, man. Tony Kukoc. It's Tony Kukoc. Yeah, but with Kukoc, there wasn't a – you know, he was finally getting the NBA, right? It's kind of hard. That's one of the beauties of having the the best stuff in America is typically they want to come over here. Because, listen, take a look at the Americans versus overseas players in the NBA now, and you can see this is a world league. Right. And and I love that it is because we get to, to benefit from it in America. But in general, I didn't like what Durant did because he said, I don't want to fight as hard. I want to go over here and win and not have to fight as hard. Now, maybe that wasn't what was in his mind. But it sure was what was in my mind and mo- a lot of people's mind. Go ahead. Uh, most people's minds, I think. And I was going to ask you, did this did last night's. Uh, win for the Warriors impact Durant's long-term legacy as much as anybody who wasn't on the floor? I think this is what it fairly did. It made it even less competitive between Steph and Durant because Durant was the best player in in the world at the time. He was. I mean, you're, again, I I don't think you're related to Steph Curry, are you? You're not actually related, are you? No blood. Okay. No, just spiritually. Is but you <laughs> connected? But, but you understood that Durant was the better player even back then, right? Yes. Okay, I think that was unequivocally true, and he, the fact that the Warriors and Golden State fan base still looked at Steph as the guy, by all accounts, is one of the things that that, that caused Durant to want to leave and have his own team. You had your own team, by the way, in Oklahoma City. But okay, is <laughs> to me. There was a sense of who's one A, who's one or you know who's one A, who's one B with Durant and Steph, but in hindsight, it was Durant not being the top dog, and I think now you got to start questioning if we made an all-time list, and we do that. That's what the NBA does nonstop in our minds, right? Where's Jordan? Where's you know uh, Kareem? Right? Where's LeBron? Well. To me, I got Steph ahead of Durant right now. I think you have to because it, well, most people Steph, would. First of all, most people wouldn't. 
Well, now Steph has proven that he didn't need Kevin Durant to win titles, and Kevin Durant has yet to prove that he can win titles without Steph Curry. I agree. I mean, that's factually correct, and you could put that on uh, a fortune cookie, and it would still be equally correct. It doesn't mean people think that the, the Steph's better than Durant. I think that he's never been better on the floor. I, it's hard to think of one given year that he was better on the floor, and I still don't think he is. But I think he's had a better career. You know, his heights haven't been – at no point could you say well, – I don't know about no point. Well, that's an interesting question. McKenzie, I mean, you're, Steph you're, did win two MVP awards, so two times people thought he was the best player in the league. Well, if, under that theory, that means Karl Malone was better than Jordan. I mean, I think we all know with the MVP that, that, that people get tired of voting for the same guy. Uh, and, and I'm not saying it's even the case where that would have been applicable with Durant versus – well, I'm confused then. <clears throat> I said, excuse me, I'm still recovering. I said Durant clearly was better than Steph pretty much at every stage. And you said, I agree. But if anything, Steph's MVP was right around, was the year before Durant came. So no, who was I, better? Well, you asked if, if I thought when they were on the same team that, that Kevin Durant was the better player mm-hmm. at that time. And I, I do think that Kevin Durant was a better player at that time. And, and when did Curry win his two MVPs? But wasn't the first year, the last year without Durant, and then the let's McKenzie take a gander at that. Yeah, it was the year. It was the year they won the title, 2014-15, and then the year they lost the title to the Cavs the next year. Those were the two MVP years. KD came the third year after that. Okay, so what you're saying is that there were two years that Golden State was competitive to win a title before Durant, and the first one was they won the title. That was the new kids knocking down the door early. Okay, great, and that was Steve Kerr's first year. That was an MVP regular season for Steph. Next year, same thing. They won 73 games, and then they got beat when they were up 3-1. There was the kick in the groin, and et cetera, et cetera. And then uh, the, the Cavs won their title. Okay, so we coming in, Durant went to a team with a two-time defending MVP, Steph. And you're saying at the time, Durant was better. So didn't you just invalidate the whole MVP right there? Which I agree, it, it should be invalidated because it's not about who the very best player is. But boy, that seems like a good example of invalidating it. it may, maybe so, yeah. Maybe so or not. You tell me. It's your answer. Who was better that the, when they the first time they played on the same court together, Durant or Curry and Curry? Who was better on that first that first month? Uh, I would say Durant. So, and Durant won the MVP the year before those Warriors won their first title. So yeah, that yeah, would maybe have been right. three years before, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So maybe the entire time Kevin Durant was was the better player on the floor. I don't know. You know what I know is is if you had a list, or if you had like the the, the a timeline from that time on every month, just a little spot to visually put something. There's not many months that Steph was the better player than Durant. I don't think. And but I think it was close. It was, you know, Durant might have been the second best player at the time behind LeBron. And, uh, you know, Steph was maybe third or fourth. You know, it was like all of them were top, top players. But if you add up all this time and let's be honest, before this season, the Golden State was kind of an embarrassment the last two years. I mean, after I mean, they, they were the, the worst team in the league one of those two years. And you could say that's smart basketball. That's smart basketball. You should lose when you don't have a chance to win a title. You know, trust the process. Okay. I don't know. 
right? But what I know is they did it smart. But what I know is Steph could have came back from – he had a hand injury that he kept him out for 15 months or something. I mean, I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit. But I still remember what the year after they they lost to Toronto, so it would have been three years ago, there was a sense of, yeah, look out for Golden State. Yeah, Clay's good, but Steph's, this is his chance to show he, they can do it like before Durant was there. Yeah, that lasted, what, about three weeks? Yeah. Then he hurt his hand and we never saw him again. And so the point I'm making is let's not act like that this is all just like, yep, Steph's still as good as he ever was. No, Steph looked like he was on his way down and he was going straight to the basement. And he started this year hot, hot, hot. And remember last year when there was talk about the Joker winning uh, the MVP. Now, when I say last year, I don't mean the most recent regular season. I mean the regular season before that now. Right, that would have ended in 21. That would have ended like when 15. the Bucks won. Yeah, that year. Remember, Steph got super hot. He was going for the MVP, or I'm sorry, the three point record, or whatever it was, and he started shooting like no one's business and putting up like 33 shots a game. And he ended up putting up a few 40 point nights, and it was like, oh look, he's gonna surge and be MVP. What happened? Oh, Steph's yeah, hurt. He, yeah, he got hurt again. I mean, we've had multiple times now where it was like now's the time for Steph to show what he can do without Durant without you know uh, player XYZ uh, on the team with them and every time he started out with intentions it would seem to show us look this is me by myself look what I can do and within usually six weeks he's hurt so does that diminish what's happened now no, I think it's maybe the opposite. I think it makes it more impressive that he could keep focused, keep healthy, and still. This is like winning the Wimbledon, right? When you're older. Back in the day, you go there, you win, you're the best player. It makes sense. P. Sampras, whatever. But when Sampras went and won the U.S. Open his last time he won a major, he was unseated. Came in and said, I got to play good for six or seven matches. Boom, boom. And he did it and he won. And to me, we can look at next year's title odds and all that, but but I think that the fact that this had to be almost perfectly timed for Golden State makes the title even more impressive. And it gets to the point we've been saying all along, which is these are unusual titles when a team isn't dominant, but they can still win it. And I give Golden State a ton of credit. What's your thoughts, AJ? Yeah, you know, Steph Curry did win the scoring title last year. And like you said, started off this year like maybe he was going to do it again. And then you mentioned the injuries. If we get a full, healthy season of Steph Curry, is it possible that he still is one of the the three or four best players in the NBA today? Well, when's the last time we had a full, healthy season from him? It's been now three years. Yeah, so when you're going to be 35 at this time next year and the last time you were like 31 – yeah, those are some tough years, you know. I mean, those are important years. And I, listen, you could, what you just did. Let's do this. I'm gonna explain. I'm gonna. I'll throw down like you relax, AJ. Is okay. usually I would say, AJ, you know, I'm not feeling great. You, no, no, no. I, this tease is so good. I just got to do it this way. I'm gonna explain to you what AJ did right there. That was so wrong. So just pro staff. <laughs> First, though, be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. 
Fox Sports Radio. I'm A.J. Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas. R.J. Bell. I don't know if you know this, A.J., but on Fridays, we're Mr. Dan Byer's last show that he last has Last stop. Do. Yeah, last stop. So, you know, he's got – you know how, like, in high school you had your book bag all ready to go when the last – and then <laughs> – and I just thought, wouldn't it be funny if he had to get away early one day and he pre-recorded it? And then he, th- you know, so there was a movie, I think it was called L.A. Story, where Steve Martin was a um, uh, a weatherman. But it was in Los Angeles, so the weather was always the same, supposedly. So he pre-recorded it, <laughs> you know, saying, you know, partly cloudy, high 76 or whatever. And but then I'm guessing Dan Byer would be because I mean, he's a smart guy. That's obvious. Is he would think now RJ might ask me some questions, and then he would generically have responses ready on the board, like from you know like <laughs> with John or whatever. Where he would say, "Good point, RJ," but I just can't agree. And it doesn't of matter. Of course. <laughs> Dan, you're still here. Is this the real Dan or is this the ty- is this the Dan on tape? I'm here, RJ. This is Dan on tape. Oh, uh, no, it's see, not. See? Something's <laughs> funny going on here. But yep, anyway. RJ. <laughs> You're right, RJ. <laughs> Correct again. I agree with you, RJ. <laughs> right that, again, RJ. That, that I'm keeps... wrong. You're right, RJ. <laughs> Have a good weekend, Dan. <laughs> that was funny. See, Dan, Dan's got more talent than it seems, I think. <laughs> I've never doubted it. I mean, what I'm saying is, if you you don't think of a news guy as funny, but he's no. funny. I, I mean, let's be honest, he's funny with me. He's not funny otherwise. But I mean, <laughs> with me, he's funny, and I, and I think it works. All right, AJ. And he's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. And if you're traveling to see your favorite team this spring, you have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college sports. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, and mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest, so odds are there's one where you're going, especially for games in the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate Hotels' locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW, C-R-S-H-O-W. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. I'm A.J. Hoffman with R.J. Bell. This is Straight Out of Vegas. We've talked a lot about the new champion Warriors. We've not talked much about the Boston Celtics, R.J. Yeah, and this would be a good time, A.J. Get the list of next year's title odds out because... I've got it. All right, give us the favorites here because it will set the stage of like, hey, here's the future. The Warriors are the favorites at six to one. The Celtics and the Clippers at seven to one. The Bucks plus seven fifty. Nets eight to one. Suns twelve. Sixers Grizzlies Heat fourteen. Mavericks fifteen. That rounds out your top ten. Mm, Mavericks fifteen. That's interesting. Okay, so just to put the bow on Golden State, there were different points during this season when Golden State seemed to be like a contender for the title that the debate was should Golden State trade some some future value a young player most likely um and Wiseman's name comes up constantly should they trade Wiseman for X player who can help them today yeah that would have been a great example of someone that wasn't helping them now, injury, whatever, two years in, and but someone thinking, hey, there's a chance that this Wiseman can be as good as, you know, whatever. You could even say like a Wiggins or what. I mean, not that Wiggins started this slow in his career, but like a top, top player. He just hasn't found his, his right team. But Golden State would have been a better team if they would have had like, say, a seventh man they could have gotten from that trade. But the thing about Golden State is they've got ambitions of having a dynasty, not just an extended winning period with the same core player, but that period being extended and handed off like a baton to the next core player. And that's something Kawhi in theory could have been with San Antonio, but it wasn't ultimately. It's hard to have an extended prime of two different cores. And, uh, you know, you look at the Patriots, other than Brady being consistent through that, that's what they had, three or four different five-year periods but again they had the one guy Brady throughout the whole thing Golden State's looking to have a time where Steph's retired he's there at the party after they win a title but there's a new core and I give Golden State so much credit they got the tight this last title or maybe last title with the current core but they haven't compromised their future now, I don't believe that future happens all at once. I think there'll be two years or so where there's no one good at Steph's very end of his career, that no one on that team's good enough to be the guy. 
but they're transitioning to the next core and hopefully someone in that next core for them at least hopefully they can be someone good enough to be the best player they haven't pulled it off yet but it does deserve an amazing hat tip to say they got one uh, an extra title with the old core and they haven't compromised the next generation and to me that's also an amazing thing what do you think aj I agree. And and if Jonathan Kaminga and Moody and these guys are anything like what people seem to think they are, Jordan Poole obviously looks like he's taken a step, then you're right. Once Steph Curry goes away, there's still going to be a really good core of players that Golden State has. They could continue to be good for a long time. It'll just be a much different looking team than what we see right now. So the Celtics, and by the way, it wasn't a perfect day yesterday with the picks, but I tell you, Finding that one spot, the Celtics were good to bat. I mean, they, at the, <laughs> the most dominant it, run of the game. I mean, it looked like. Let's be candid. Exactly what I said was they had their marching orders and they knew exactly what to do for like ten minutes, and then they could, then they couldn't after that. I mean, I tell you, AJ, you were ranting during the break about they got to get a point guard that can score. They got. I think there's one thing that the only one thing that matters for Boston is what happened to Tatum. In, at the end, in the second half of last night's game, that was not bad shooting. That was not um, fatigue. That looked like a, men, a, a type of mental, I don't want to say breakdown. It felt like something was off mentally. My, the only question that matters to me with Boston is what did you think was happening with Tatum? I think that Jason Tatum is not that dude. He's He doesn't like the pressure of having wins and losses on his shoulders. He wants to defer. He It makes me feel like Jason Tatum would be a really good number two on a championship team. But here's the question. They had an elimination game on the road against Milwaukee, and he put up 40-some. So it, it, it's not as if he can't do well when the pressure's on. And this this wasn't just oh he didn't shoot again. He looked like he was it, it looked like he was under a type of medical care or psychological care. He didn't seem like he was engaged with the game. Did you at the end? Did you? I mean, before, and the game was still at stake. What do you? Th- did he, you see that? I mean, he was staring off into the rafters. Yeah, like especially once he felt like it looked like he knew the game was over at one point with about five minutes left and was just out of it completely. Fez believes that he's got an injury that we're going to hear more about as the offseason comes on. An, an injury to his eye that makes him stare off into the distance? <laughs> I mean, to me, we all of this is excusable. The part that you've got to ask yourself, though, is what was going on with him psychologically. If you can't answer that, you can't count on him. And I, guess what? I'm going to dig in. I think we'll talk about it next week. If you missed any of today's show, including what makes these bookend titles for Golden State so unique, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. Back Monday, 6 Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. The NBA's over, so we'll be diving into some football as well. He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.